For thousands of years, human flight was impossible. It was only something that schoolboys and girls on sunny summer afternoons would lay in the fields and dream about. They'd see the birds flying by and think, one day, wouldn't it be great if I could fly like a bird? They'd see the clouds floating through the sky and think, wouldn't it be great to float through the sky like one of those clouds? It was completely and utterly impossible for thousands of years until one day it wasn't. Hey, it's Lucas Scrobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. Welcome back to Weaver and Loom. I'm so excited that you are here with me this week as we embark on a five-part series on things that were impossible until one day it wasn't. There are so many things throughout history where scientists and people and society said, this will never happen. This is absolutely impossible. And then it happened. Seemingly overnight, just seemingly materialized out of nowhere. I'm excited to share these stories with you this week. As on Weaver and Loom, we talk about what does it mean to weave our destiny? What does it mean to stand up and take responsibility, to fight for and chase the dreams that are on our heart so that we don't go to the grave with a heart full of good ideas, full of I wish I would haves and I could haves and regrets, but knowing how do we live our lives in such a way that we can go to our graves knowing that we gave our all in this life to accomplish what we were set on this earth to do. So today's story is of the Wright brothers and the Wright sister, which is often left out. She is often left out of the story. And so in the late 1800s, Wilbur, Oliver, and Catherine Wright were born in Middle America in Indiana and then Dayton, Ohio. Now, Catherine is often left out of the story, but she played a role and she would stay back at their bicycle shop and actually send them parts and deal with administrative stuff. So she also played a large role in the Wright Brothers flying. But the story goes something like this. They were in the middle of nowhere, America, in Ohio, and they, were, they had a failing print shop. At one point, they decided to launch a daily newspaper, but after two or three weeks, they had to shut it down because they couldn't compete with the bigger newspapers in their region, and they just decided to be a normal-owned print shop again. They decided to open a bicycle company, a bicycle shop, and so there were just a bunch of guys, two guys, a sister, they had a bicycle shop, they had a print shop, and they weren't really doing a whole lot. But one day, a man from the patent office visited their house. And the story goes that Wilbur and Oliver overheard this man talking to their father. And this man said that everything that will ever be invented has already been invented. There's nothing left to be invented. And Wilbur and Oliver said, but what about flight? But as they began to embark on this, this uh, impossible feat, they realized quite quickly that they had some pretty big problems. First, they grew up in a home 
where they had no running water, no plumbing, no electricity, no telephone. They didn't go to university. They didn't have degrees in engineering. They didn't have a bunch of government backing. In fact, they were up against scientists, engineers, the top minds of the country with massive backing from the government. In 1900, $50,000 back then was worth $1.5 million U.S. dollars today. And the government had given grants to another organization for one, what's the equivalent of $1.5 million to develop flight. The Wright brothers, they didn't have that type of money. They didn't have any backing. They were self-funded. They had $1,000 which today is worth 30,000 US dollars. They were the underdog. They had everything going against them. But they persevered. They built their own wind tunnels. At one point, they needed to develop a light gasoline engine to power the plane. But they'd go to these companies who weren't able to make it, or they wanted to charge so much money. So what did they do? They developed an in-house aluminum engine, which was unheard of. Remember, these guys are not, they do not have engineering degrees, but they figured out what they needed to do. At the end of the day, in 1903, they put together a plane that cost $1,000. That was with shipping it to the dunes where they could fly the plane and land on soft sand in case they crashed. And now in 1900, they tried and failed, crashed the plane. 1901, 1902, and finally, in December 17th, 1903, mankind flew for the very first time. The first flight was 120 feet that lasted for 12 seconds. No press, no fanfare. It was just a couple other people who were there to observe the first time that man ever flew. When they went back home, people didn't believe them. The press didn't believe them. They didn't care. One person who did believe them said, well, even if you did fly, it was probably under really special conditions because you had the wind and the this and the that. It was a fluke. You couldn't do it again. The government didn't care. They were still sinking money into this other project that just went straight into the Potomac River and didn't even glide, just fell like a rock. But the Wright brothers did not give up. And in 1905, they launched probably what's considered one of the most successful, first successful flights that lasted for 38 minutes and they flew for 34 miles or 55 kilometers just two years after the first time man ever flew. And the Wright brothers opened the doors and released a generational blessing to all of us today. In fact, when man first went to the moon, they took a piece of wood from the Wright brothers' plane to the moon and they set it on the moon. Why? Because what the Wright brothers did, it opened the door for flight 
across the entire globe. They changed everything with all the odds against them. They didn't have money. They didn't have education. They had to build their own wind tunnels. People laughed at them. People didn't believe them. Even when they succeeded, no one cared. So my question for you and my question for me today is, what are we going to do? Are we going to believe the, the, the limitations that we have placed on ourselves saying, well, they can do it, but we can't. They have the education. They have the funding. They have the network. They have the connections. They have the fill in the blank. I don't. Well, I could never. Well, they were special and I'm not. Well, you just don't understand. Or are we going to have the perseverance like the Wright brothers, like Catherine Wright, to say, you know what? It has been impossible for thousands and thousands and thousands of years since the beginning of time. Mankind has never flown. But today, today is going to be the day that we do and make the impossible possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of Weaver and Loom. Please, if you found this episode helpful, if you enjoyed it or any of the other episodes, please share it with your friends. It would mean so much to me. Also, I love hearing your questions and I love answering your questions here on Weaver and Loom. In fact, last week we talked a lot about change and I think three of those episodes came from questions asked by listeners like you. So please, if you have a question, send it to me on Instagram, or you can go to lucasgrobot.com. The link is in the show notes, and you can leave a little voice message, and your voice will show up right here on the podcast. Until next time, you're listening to Weaver and Loom, where destiny is woven.